welcome back to My Seminary Life. I'm your host, Brandon Knight, and this is the final episode in the Dialogues series. Throughout this series, I've sat down with a different guest in each episode to dialogue over a different theological topic. Today's topic is arguably the topic, the the subject that we really are all united under, and that is the gospel. We're here today to dialogue about the gospel, and for this episode, I have invited here with us today one of the hardest people to book on a podcast, the person who made me promise to never refer to her as my smoking hot wife while preaching, which obviously I was not going to do anyway. Claire. Hello, Claire. Welcome back to the show. Hello. (laughs) You can tell she's thrilled that I brought up the smoking hot wife thing. Um, So as I said, throughout this series, we've been doing uh, these dialogues about different theological topics from the Old Testament to the Bible, creation, general hard questions for us to answer. Today, we're here for the big one, the topic, the gospel. And to get this dialogue started a little bit, I want us to go back to a conversation you and I had a few months ago offline, which happens for the majority of our conversations. Right. Right. Um, So a few months ago, we were talking about how we have this idea, we have this construct in, in Christianity of a tiered system when it comes to our theology. You know, there's the first tier things that are like, these are the things you have to believe in order to be a Christian. Then there's second tier things where it's like, yeah, we can disagree a little bit, but it's going to make life a little difficult in ministry if we don't see eye to eye here. And then there's third tier things where it's like a lot of grace, a lot of room for wiggling. Like we can definitely see differently on things and everything is fine. And we were talking about this and you expressed that at this point in your life here at the end of you, uh, at this point you had been thinking about this and you were starting to think that really the only thing that should be in that first tier is the gospel everything else falls in place afterwards. So I'm just kind of curious, like, why do you think that? And could you maybe point to a few examples of things that we make a first tier issue that for you personally, not so much? Oh gosh. Now I feel like, what if I get attacked by all the theology bros? Um, I don't know. I guess I just think that like the foundation of Christianity is the gospel. So like if you're not really believing the gospel, then I would say that you shouldn't really like be claiming Christianity as your religion. Like I can't tell you what to or to not claim, but like that's what makes Christianity Christianity is kind of the main storyline. Jesus came to earth to die and be raised again to defeat sin and bring all of his creation back into, you know, where it should be like to redeem all of creation. And 
like I don't know like that just seems like everything else is kind of secondary I don't know that's just me personally I think we make a lot of things primary issues when it's like it's not like just I don't know (laughs) so so, uh Joe Day and I dialogued about this a little bit a few episodes ago when he was on to talk about creation we dialogued about creation and uh we were both trying to we were both discussing like where we would put the topic of creation in and in the same framework of first second third and we both agreed that like when it comes to creation for us personally people out there may feel differently but for us personally even though joe and i actually have two very different um positions when it comes to creation um we both were like yeah this is a third tier thing you know and i would agree like the foundational element of christianity is the gospel you know this is where this came up with my students in youth group recently of trying to help them understand that like when we say you believe the gospel that those words have meaning and what they're going to run into a lot as they get older is that there's a lot of people out there who believe in the teachings of Jesus who really like the teachings of Jesus but it's divorced from the the gospel part the deity part of Jesus because we were talking to them and asking them so uh you know what was the question it was what it it was it wasn't what is the gospel but the question was something like what do you believe in to be saved how do you get saved i think was the question and one of the students just kept saying over and over again you believe in jesus that's it you believe in jesus and that's a very simple answer for sure but we were trying to you know these are sophomores and freshmen in high school we're trying to help them understand of like but who is Jesus? Who do you mean when you talk about Jesus? Because for some people, Jesus is just a metaphor. Jesus is just, you know, a guy with really good teachings, a prophet. Yeah. Um, And it's completely divorced from the actual, like what Jesus did for us. Do you have any other thoughts on that part of like who we believe in kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, I would say that, not everyone who believes that even believes that Jesus was a real person, I would say is, is ascribing to like what Christianity is. Like, I think that, you know, like I believe that Jesus was not just a person that he was truly God and truly man and that he died, rose again and ascended into heaven. Like he's not, he's alive. Like, and I think that that is like a really important thing. It's not, the gospel is not just saying Jesus is real. Like there's more to it than that. Like even like how you said with creation, like creation is still part of the gospel. And so I think that it's important for us to believe that God created the universe. I think it's not as important. How was it six days? Was it this many years was it through this thing or that thing I don't think that that is anywhere near as important as just recognizing like but God did however it happened it was because of God and God ordained it and God did it and it was through him the same way that I think that like 
you can say, oh, yeah, I think that we should be loving our neighbors and that's really cool. And Jesus said to do unto others as you would do to yourself or whatever, the golden rule. And those are all good things, but it's not, that's not the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Like this can be, I think the gospel is a very big, a very big thing, a very big package as we're going to dialogue a little bit more here in a moment of like, what is the gospel? And you have already started answering the question, but there are certain things that people make the gospel that isn't. And sometimes like you just said with like the golden rule or the greatest commandment, it's like, it's the application of the gospel that people make the gospel, you know, Mm -hmm. does that make sense? Um, Also, I'm very proud of you. You said truly God and truly man and not fully God and fully man, which is just a tad detail that I really appreciate because that's a better understanding of the deity of Jesus. Uh, Along with creation, you said that there's plenty of things that we make a big deal. What's another example? One or two other ones that you think we make a real big deal. I don't know if I want to say the one that I've talked to you about or not. Am I going to get in trouble? Um, Honestly, I think that we make marriage a bigger deal. Mm. Specifically, the marriage between one man and one woman. Um, I don't think... I don't know. I'm probably going to... I don't know. I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for this. But, I mean, I said it already, so whatever. Um, I don't know. I just, I think that that is not like, I feel like we make that a primary thing. I feel like we so often add that onto salvation. You got to believe in Jesus and you got to be heterosexual. And I don't think that that's true. Um, that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> I mean, I and this came up, not specifically the heterosexuality thing, but this did come up with Joe and I when we did dialogue about creation because we both, I, or I brought up and I, he agreed that we had both heard people say, if you can't take the words of Genesis 1 and 2 literally, then how are you supposed to be able to believe the rest of the Bible? And that turns a literal reading of Genesis 1 and 2 into a salvific issue. And I I think I agree with you here of like, Jesus didn't save us to be heterosexual. Like that's turning being straight into a, sal- that's turning being straight into a salv- salvific issue. And that's not necessarily what the gospel is here for. Um, I do think, you know, working with this idea that like the gospel is the only thing in the first tier. I do think that does make some things also part of the first tier by default. So for example, you already said the truly God, truly man's part. So obviously some teachings, not teachings, excuse me, like our theology of Jesus has to be in there along with the gospel. And I would also say, and I think there's like room for debate on this. A, maybe the best way to put it, a high view of scripture is necessary as well because that is our primary source of 
information on the gospel. That's where, you know, obviously we have oral tradition and people sharing their testimonies and all that. But, you know, if we're always supposed to take it back to the Bible, I think, you know, I don't want to say that we have to believe every single word of the Bible as literally true. Pastor Will and I talked about that um, when we dialogued about the Bible. We talked about the difference between the Bible being the word of God and the Bible containing the word of God. Um Yes. Yes. She ooed. If you couldn't hear that through the microphone, the audio, whenever Claire and I record, the platform I use has a hiccup. And so we have to always do some weird thing in order to make it work. So sorry if the audio is a little wonky. But yes, we, we dialogued a little bit about the difference between the word, the Bible being God's word and it containing God's word. So I wouldn't say that you have to believe that the Bible is literally true, all every single word on the page. But I think we do have to at least have a high view of Scripture. Was there anything else you could think of, like, if we say the gospel is the only tiered thing, what else? Is there anything else you would say is like, okay, this could probably pair with it? Can you say that again? If we're going to... If we're going to say that the gospel is the first tier thing, so we would also need to have a high view of scripture. We would need to have like our theology of Jesus being a primary issue as well. Is there any other areas that you would think kind of goes along with it of like, okay, this would probably be in the first tier as well then? I mean, I guess maybe... To me, when I think about the gospel, I'm thinking of the entire overarching story of the gospel. You know what I mean? Like from the garden to death to, you know, uh, to Jesus' death and resurrection. Like, so, I mean, I guess like if something is about your theology makes the gospel impossible, I guess I would say that that would... You know what I mean? Like, if Jesus isn't truly God and truly man, then what's the, like? Then it can't really be the gospel okay. if you don't believe that. I guess. Um, I'm trying to think. I think that. I don't know. I guess maybe I don't. <laughs> the well, we'll see what you would think about this. The reformed closet Lutheran part of me would say that uh, the Trinity. Oh, yeah. But I mean, the gospel can't be the gospel unless the Trinity is true. The true full gospel is that God the Father sent God the Son down to take on the sins of the world and rectify the damage that sin has done. And then when Jesus ascended into heaven, he sent the spirit in order to guide us in our walk with him. And I feel like that's part of the gospel. And so if you don't have the Trinity, you don't have the true gospel. Pastor Will is like jumping up and down excited right now. He's so (laughs) proud of us. (laughs) He's very proud of us right now. Yeah. Yeah. When you put it that way, when you, because I know we've talked a little bit before because we both grew up. I don't know, maybe other generations have had this as well. Kind of another side theological conversation we have had is over the how significant is it if we refer to the Holy Spirit 
as a he or an it. We've we've had this conversation before. We don't really we don't have time to unpack all of that. Um, I think the Holy Spirit uses they them pronouns. Wow. <laughs> um, anyway, so when it comes to this idea of the Trinity, like, no, I think you're right. Because when you look at the gospel from like an overarching narrative standpoint, which is actually a theme that has come up all throughout this series, actually, is that when you stop trying to be a dispensationalist and step back and try to not make a timeline out of everything, but actually just look at, look at scripture as a literary, as a piece of literature, again, scary words for certain people, but C.S. Lewis did it. Um, when you actually step back and try to just look at scripture as a story, as a narrative, as a, you know, and look for the themes, like, yeah, you do have to have the father sent the son and then sent the spirit. Like is we have this, yeah, we do have to have the Trinity in the first tier. Congratulations, all you Reformed people listening. The Trinity made it. Any last thoughts on this? I On this tiered conversation? No? You good? Uh, I think so. I okay. Think so. Well, then on that point, let's go ahead and get into... We're just here to ask the one question, dialogue over the one question, and we've... We've hit it several times over already in different ways, but let's just get right to it. Claire, what is the gospel? I feel a lot of pressure. Like, what if I say something heretical and I just don't know it? Just do Romans Road. (laughs) No. I don't actually know what the Romans Road is. Uh, Maybe that makes me a, a bad former Baptist, but I don't know the Romans wrote. Um, I mean, I think it's hard because like they're like I don't like the gospel is both simple and like not simple at all at the same time. You know what I mean? Like I guess like the simple gospel is that God the Father sent his son, Jesus Christ, who is both truly God and truly man to earth to live a perfect life and then give himself as a sacrificial lamb in order to reverse the effects of sin, not just on us, but on the whole creation. I cannot stress that enough that it's not just humans that this, that sin affects sin affects the whole creation and Jesus death is rectifying all of the damage that sin has done eventually obviously not now anyway i lost my spot um anyway so he came he died to um be a sacrifice in order to atone for the effects of sin uh he was buried he descended to hell he raised from the dead defeating death for good And then eventually he ascended to heaven to sit on the, sit at the right hand of the father. Final answer. Final answer. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think that is a lot of the, 
you're you're right i agree with you there from the get-go of it's very simple and also not it it goes back to what we were saying earlier of like that the gospel is actually quite big and if we got pastor will jumping up excited about the trinity part josh is probably pretty excited right now you brought up the whole redeeming creation part he's a He's a tree hugger. He knows it. Um, well, so he- even just like, not even just that, but like, not e- like all of creation. And then like, I don't know, like society, like our relationships with each other and things like that. Like, I feel like that is all going to be redeemed too. Like we are going to be back, I guess, to like the garden. Like we will be in communion with God. We will be in perfect I don't want to say harmony. That sounds like weird, but like there will like conflict will cease. Like we will, there will be nothing bad anymore. Like all of the effects of sin will be gone. Yeah. Yeah. It will be gone and that will be good. Yeah. That will be good. Um, The first song that I sang to Cooper after he was born, which I didn't get to hold him for like almost 24 hours after he was born. Long story. Not now. Uh, anyway. Um, the first song I sang him was deep enough to dream by Chris Rice, bit of a, uh, deep cut for probably some of you 90 CCM people out there. And it's a song about like Chris Rice imagining heaven while he's, or possibly being there when he takes a nap on a lazy Sunday afternoon. Um, and, you know, I still sing him that song, and it's usually one of the ones that knock him out when it's time to, for nap time. That or somehow shout to the Lord is the other one that always puts him to sleep. When I sing to him, it's always Amazing Grace, 100% of the time. If he's screaming, I can start singing Amazing Grace, and he's out. <laughs> nice. Um, but I, I really like that song, even without the emotional attachment to our son, deep enough to dream, that is. Um because it is, you know, we have this line in there, um, peace is flowing over my soul, see the lamb and the lion playing, I join in and drink the music, holiness is the air I'm breathing. Like, just this poetic picture of, like, like you said, it sounds kind of cheesy, but, like, the peace and harmony that comes in the garden state, you know, I'm definitely with you when it comes to this garden mentality, like, that is what we're going back to not necessarily that we're like i don't know if we will physically be in a garden but it will be that kind of like environment i feel like it will like adam and eve were living perfectly together and they were with god like they were able to be in the presence of god and like that's more yeah i mean for me the tolkienist in the room i i am actually picturing like a, a wilderness garden type I mean, of thing. Possible. It is possible. And we don't know. Uh, our senior pastor recently declared that there would be no cell phones or social media in heaven because of reasons. And again, the Tolkienist inside of me was like, well, okay, I guess I can, I can live with that. That's it. The problem I have with those things is like that stuff literally isn't going to matter. Like that's not what, like that's not what, we're gonna be in heaven for like Mm -hmm. we're there to be in communion with god like we are meant to be and i feel like that is going to be our main priority 
as former Baptists, let's keep talking about heaven because that's obviously why we get saved. That's a joke, everybody. Um, one more quick note about heaven, though, just okay. to be serious. Um, recently, I preached the funeral service for my granddaddy who passed away. And summarizing the message, my granddaddy cooked us Sunday dinners all of, basically throughout my childhood. And I talked about like... Um, this is an example of like loving humbling actions that my granddaddy did week after week for the family um, and how meals are a sacred thing and that a way to celebrate and remember his legacy is to invite kinfolk over as he would say to uh, for a meal and to be with one another And I talked about how throughout scripture we have these examples of when meals are paired up with sacred moments, whether it's Passover or communion, or you go to the end of Revelation and the uniting of the believers of Jesus with Jesus in the end time, after everything, when we're all finally back together, it's a wedding feast. It is, wait for it a big, big table with lots and lots of food. Like we can't get away from that. You know, heaven is like this perfect state with food and no more sin. And this is like part of the hope that we have to look forward to. I don't think that's the whole hope because the whole hope is Jesus. But we also can hope a little bit for the reality of what heaven on earth is going to be like true oh my god i'm gonna be able to eat gluten again (laughs) gluten insensitivity is a part of the fall we're pretty sure absolutely 100 percent. it's like mosquitoes yeah we don't know what those are for um what to make someone else really excited uh joe this one's for you so one of my favorite examples of the gospel being worked out is the chronicles of narnia the lion the witch and the wardrobe I talked about this before with you and our small group of how it is, I hate to use the word perfect because it is written by a dude, even though I do love C.S. Lewis. It's almost a perfect example of all the different ways that the gospel is, is presented and is reality. Like Aslan is returning to Narnia to take his kingdom, to establish his kingdom back on earth right um you have the sacrificial lamb experience when aslan lays down his life in replacement for edmund you know but we also have and this is the part that i think we often overlook is we have the defeat of the white witch we have janice i think is her name uh we have the defeat of (laughs) claire's laughing by the way it's not a great name. Also, did you know that one of the characters in The Horse and His Boy is Shasta, like the soda? She's just shaking her head. It was written in the 50s. Give him a break. Or 40s. Um, anyway, we have this defeat of the White Witch. We, You know, Aslan, you know, it's a really cool scene in the Disney movie when he, like, pounces on top of her. Um, and this is, I think, an important part of the gospel that we often don't talk about and that is the this do you remember now do you remember this now yeah the serpent stomper part of the gospel uh the proto evangelum 
the fancy Latin for Genesis three fifteen, or maybe it's sixteen. It's one of those two. Um, why do you think? Just give us your own little speculation here. We like speculating here on my seminary life. That's basically all this podcast is when people are on. It's just us speculating about things. Uh, I should have a pro wrestling podcast. The why do you think we skip over this part? Either purposefully or unpurposefully. I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to imply that there's like a bad agenda here, which is an easy thing to do with evangelicals. It's just to assume that we have a bad motive here. There usually is. But why do you think that this part often gets left out? The we always talk about defeating death, defeating sin, overcoming the grave, but the serpent stomper part. Mm-hmm. Why do we miss that? Got to think it over for a moment. Cuz honestly, I'll I'll blabber a little bit while you yeah. while you think. I don't know if I really have I don't know if I really have a reason why. I don't know, like, unless we just kind of lump it in with the whole defeating of sin and grave part that, like, oh, and also Satan. Yeah. You know, and then we skip ahead to Armageddon. Is Satan a literal being? Is, is Satan a literal being? Yeah. If, um... Well, if you go back to the episode on demonology that we did a few years ago and also rebroadcast it back in October, um, from a conservative theological standpoint, yes, he is a fallen angel. He is a real person. Follow-up comments to that? No. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it more later, but it's fine. You don't need to record that. Sometimes not everything needs to be recorded. Sometimes you just need to work out your theology without microphones like they did for several thousand years i guess they did write some of it down in books but some of it i mean i don't know i think maybe it's just like it could just be something as simple as because it's not talked about in i feel like in the new testament we talk like the new testament talks a lot about being saved from sin, God defeating, or Jesus defeating the grave, Jesus. But like, I feel like that's not mentioned as much in the New Testament. And that's where we tend to, that's what we tend to think about when we think about the gospel. So because that is some, like, because it's in Genesis, we're not automatically going to Genesis when somebody says, oh yeah, what's a verse about the gospel or about what Jesus did for us? We're not like, oh yeah, in Genesis 3, like... So it could just be that, like, it's just not, it's not as commonly brought up, so we don't think about it as much. That's a, I think that makes sense. You know, it's not like an explicit moment in the, in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Luke and John of, like, Satan freaking out over yeah, the, we, de- don't, we don't ever get, we don't get, like, a battle scene between jesus and satan super smash brothers style or anything oh boy um i think there is i mean it's been a while since i've seen this movie but i think in the passion of the christ when jesus is crucified they cut to the guy who's playing satan and he's like hold on okay i've never seen the passion of the christ they have a person playing satan 
Yeah, from what I remember, because again, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Um, there, Satan is kind of a, it, it is like a B character throughout the movie, going along with Jesus, trying to get him out of it, trying to like encourage Jesus to like stop. Because he knows that if this happens, it's game over for him. It's an interesting. It's actually a very interesting little subplot. If I have it correctly, again, I was like a preteen when I, this movie came out and saw it. Like I have an any interest in seeing that movie? I don't know why. I just I don't care to see it. Is it the Mel Gibson part? No. Well, good, because I like Mel Gibson, even if he is a bit of a person. My mom never let us watch that movie. She said um, that it had a very Catholic stance. And uh, I don't know where my mom got this from. But growing up, she told me that Catholic people don't believe. They believe that Jesus is still dead. (laughs) Which is not true. (laughs) It does have a very Catholic stance. You know why? Yeah. Mel Gibson is Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know that. I know that. But it was like, she was like, they don't put enough emphasis on him raising from the dead because Catholic people don't believe Jesus rose from the dead. And I'm like, so like, seriously, until I was an adult and I finally worked out like, if Catholic people celebrate Easter, then they believe in the resurrection of Jesus. My understanding is briefly on Catholic theology from two people who are not Catholic um, is that Catholics spend a little bit more time on Good Friday on the crucifixion crucifixion rather than us Protestants who want to rush ahead to Easter. And I think that's probably where that stereotype comes from. But to be fair to your mother, she's crazy. And we could probably do an entire episode just of you sitting here telling us stories of your mom at some point. We could do an entire episode of me just listing shows that I wasn't allowed to watch because they were evil. Air quote evil. We could also have you on here to talk about our dating our online dating experience because that video it doesn't exist anymore because it's on the defunct youtube channel we should do that i can tell some of my great dating stories the red robin story this is like a party story we got to get back on track this is like a party story that um claire has told women at our church a hundred times over and they they ask for it they've asked for it every single time well known like even like people who haven't heard it like get told about it and then they come to me and they're like i was told you have a really funny story about a date that you went on and i need you to tell it to me and i'm like right now like i'm halfway in the bathroom stall like i don't hold And this is good podcasting because that's all the details you get to have. And now you all want to hear more. Anyway, the point of all of this really weird round circle to get back to the passion of the Christ is that when Jesus dies on the cross, there's like this scene that they have of Satan like freaking out. It's kind of like the ever popular like villain no scene in every single movie type of thing. Yeah. Oh, she's giving me a weird look. Anyway, all of that is to get back to this point of talking about the serpent crusher part. And uh, wow, that was quite the detour. No, it's fine. This is it's December when this episode comes out it's december and this month is just fun month that's that's how i consider december december is fun month um 
so yeah but i agree with you uh because there's not like this explicit passage in the new testament of you know satan like crying out no i lost when it in the gospels like it it doesn't surprise me that we lose that when we talk about it but i think it's a significant part of like the enemy is defeated and the enemy isn't just sin it isn't just the grave the enemy is uh, satan is a i don't want to say a person because he's a fallen angel demonic thing so i don't know if person is the the right anatomical word to use for that but it's a a spiritual being a spiritual being we call god a person yeah we call god a person so i guess he's a person he's not human a human satan uses they them pronouns (laughs) are you gonna say that about everybody please don't (laughs) no jesus uses he him pronouns good good because that's like a whole thing Jesus was a man, identified as a man, referred to himself as he, he, him pronouns. That is a good thing that you brought that up because there are people who will like insist otherwise. I've seen those TikToks. I mean, I would say that for like God, the father and the Holy Spirit, there is a bit of leeway because they're not human Jesus was a human man and referred to himself as he, him. So we should respect his pronouns. I know that's like not like what this thing is about, but like if we're all about respecting pronouns, respect the pronouns Jesus used for himself. Don't be telling me Jesus pronouns are they, them when they're clearly not. Yeah. I, that <laughs> is unpacking all of that. There's, there, there is a point to that though. Of, I think that does get back to the true humanity part of Jesus. Of, you, you know, you said it. Jesus is a human. He took on human flesh, incarnate, all of that. So, maybe the the pronoun part is a bit more of a modern issue that is brought to the table in understanding the gospel, but it is there. Like we do need to understand Jesus as a, as a man who related to women very well in scripture. Jesus loved women. He did. Go women. Go women. (laughs) Just in case you didn't hear her, but I agree. Go women. Um, Any last thoughts? We've been talking about the most important thing and we've been a little bit all over the map, but any, any closing thoughts on the gospel? Um, no, I think I'm still trying to, in my own faith journey, I'm working out a little bit more like the specifics of things that I believe about the gospel. And I don't want to say anything to upset anyone and get you any bad views. So, uh, I won't say nothing else. I mean, like I said earlier, not everything has to be worked out over a microphone. Some people do. Some people do. And they learn and they grow. And something that I've said on the show from the very beginning, literally from, I believe, from the first episode is that I do reserve the right to change my mind later. Um, because the because the purpose of this show, as I've said, is not to persuade somebody to go to seminary, because actually I'm done with it now. But... The purpose of this show is to encourage a lifelong 
of learning about God. And sometimes we do that through books. Sometimes we do that through sermons. Sometimes we do that through music. And if we follow scripture closely, we do that a lot through what this whole series was designed to do is dialoguing with people and working things out and maybe not agreeing all of the time. We've had, I've had dialogues with people of along this way, friends of mine, uh, that, you know, there were different points where we were like, okay, we have different views here, but it's okay. We don't have the same view on things. There's a lot of things where you're like, I don't believe that. And I'm like, okay, well I do. So cool. (laughs) Like, I don't know. And we still, we still get along. You know, this isn't like the one person I know who broke up with her boyfriend because he stopped being a pre-tribulationist and that's not made up and you know who it is. It's someone we both used to work with. She's like desperately trying to think now. Um, we both used to work with this person? Yeah. She broke up with him? Yeah. You know who it is. Because she was one of the people who was like, oh yeah, I know Brandon. You should date him. I mean, yeah, I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 it was. Anyway, um, but yeah, the point of all of this, the point of this series, a little bit of a basement yard moment there. Um, The point of this series has been to address the fact that like the classroom isn't always the place that you learn. Mm -hmm. You learn talking with people over the internet not like in comments section, but like through zoom and stuff. Um, you learn and grow and fall more in love with God by sitting with your spouse and talking about things and expressing different views and trying to find support for and pray through it. And we, we grow and we fall more in love with Jesus. Hopefully the goal is not to become a jerk, not to become an intellectual jerk, but to love God and love others more. For sure. And also, you have never tried to be like, well, I'm the husband. <laughs> so you need to believe what I believe. So that's good. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. And as always, Claire, thank you for being here. Um, you can go back to the couch now, I guess, if you want. Oh, we don't do a fun, there's no fun like question at the end. I stopped doing that a while ago because it did make the show a little clunky. Did you want me to ask you a fun question here at the end? Do I have one that I can think of? Okay. uh, Top three Christmas movies. Go. Number one, It's a Wonderful Life. Y'all can fight me. Um, The Jim Carrey Grinch. Absolutely. And a recent addition, I really like Miracle on 34th Street. Shout out to Grandma. That was her. Yeah. Old one, the classic black and white one, not the one with the girl from Matilda. Although we should probably watch that one because I don't think you've seen that one either. No, I've not seen that one, but yeah. That is a good one. That is a good one. Uh, For me, it would have to be some combination of A Christmas Story for sure is number one. Charlie Brown, Christmas, if... Christmas specials count and and if not I guess if we're only talking about feature length films and I guess not um and then uh, man only because it's the only one coming to mind at the moment I guess I'll say the Santa Claus Tim Tim Allen that's a that's a good one that one's probably like top five for sure yeah yeah I would put it's a wonderful life somewhere in top five yeah 
Santa Claus and then uh, Home Alone 2, I guess. Oh, yeah. This is another big thing that we disagree on that we still love each other on is she likes Home Alone 2 and I like the original Home Alone. Home Alone 2 is by far more Christmassy feeling. There's nothing more Christmassy than Christmas in New York. You didn't even use the strongest argument for Home Alone 2. And also the 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 quote the merry christmas you filthy animals that's not home alone one that's home alone two people know the quote from home alone two that's still not the strongest argument tim curry tim curry is obviously the strongest argument for home alone two but also donald trump oh yeah there's secretary donald trump i think those cancel each other out unfortunately (laughs) thank you all for listening to today's episode appreciate you all so much for coming out for another episode uh if you haven't yet already please rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts uh send the show send this episode along to a friend who you think will enjoy it uh if you'd like to support the show financially, head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash mslpod. You can make a one-time donation. You can head on over to our new wish list section where we're doing a little campaign fundraising to get me a new laptop. I have a nice uh, refurbished pot, uh, laptop here that was a gift to me uh, last year doing a tight uh, financial situation where uh, my laptop broke, my son was born, and we had a major car repair all within like a two-week span. And uh, somebody bought this laptop for me, and I'm very thankful for it. But like I said, it's a refurbished one, so it's not a long-term fix. And so before it's like I have to get a new pot, uh, a new laptop, like I'm forced to. I want to get a new one go ahead and already have it on hand. So uh, if you would like to support the show that way, it's a fundraiser. So you just send a little donation. You're not buying me a new laptop. Just, you know, if you got a little something extra right now during the holiday season, I'd appreciate it. And you can always support the show with one of our monthly tiers. Everybody who supports the show at the $9 a month tier gets a shout out. So thanks, Lori, for supporting the show. Would you like to give a shout out to Lori? Hi, Lori. So, like I said, this is the last episode of the Dialogue series. But as I also said, December is a fun month. So in two weeks, we have the 2023 Holiday Party Special, which, if it works out, we really will have a party. There's quite a few people, hopefully, going to be on this episode, including someone who's has never been on the show before. So that'll be a lot of fun. We're going to be discussing the most popular holidays in the United States. There is a ranking out there and it's, it's interesting to say the least. I don't want to bury the lead, but it's, it's going to be a fun chat. Uh, after that, we're going to have the 2023 wrap-up episode where I'm going to sit down and just recap everything that happened this year. It's been a crazy year and also like Roots of Sabbath happened a long time ago, it seems like at this point. And so just going to walk through the year. It's been a big year for MSL, and I've appreciated all of you. Then the last episode of 2023 is the 2024 preview episode, where I am going to sit down and I am going to tell you all of the series for next year. I've got it all. I don't have every single episode picked out, but I have every series planned for next year we got some new 
ideas coming to you next year, some fun things for the summertime. So you definitely are not going to want to miss the last episode of this year. But you also aren't going to want to miss next week's episode. And you're going to be excited for this episode, baby, because next week on the show, my brother Bradley is going to be back. And we're going to talk about the Disney Channel original movie, Full Court Miracle. That's right. Why? Why, you may be thinking to yourself, are they talking about a 20-year-old DCOM? Well, partially it's because it's the, 20, it's the 20th anniversary of this DCOM. But if in case you missed it, my family, along with Christmas, also celebrates Hanukkah. And so we're going to be getting together, my brother and I, to talk about why we love this holiday, our memories of this holiday growing up, and then talk about this movie because... There's not a lot of like Hanukkah content out there, I guess you could say. Um, maybe Eight Crazy Nights. I can't really even think of any other movies beyond these two. Um, but just to talk about like this movie does does the story pretty well, and there's some good like there's cheesy Disney movie moments, but there's some pretty good moments throughout this movie as well. A bit of a uh, production note for that episode. New episodes of Mike's Seminary Life come out Saturday mornings at 5 a.m. Central Time to uh, follow along with the Jewish calendar. Next week is, next week's episode is going to come out at Saturday evening, 5 p.m. Central Time, in accordance with what will be the third night of Hanukkah. So... Just know if you are listening to the episode when it drops at 5 p.m. next Saturday, we're probably here in Northwest Indiana lighting our menorah at the same time. Thank you all for listening. I know that was a long outro, but it gave us a chance to give you the roadmap for the rest of the month. Yes, did you have one more comment you would like to make? Can I tell them where where they can find me? <laughs> you want to plug your socials? Sure, you can plug your social. Go ahead. Um. At clear as Claire, clear underscore as underscore Claire on Instagram, TikTok, and I think technically Twitter, X. If you are still using X for some reason, don't use X. Do yourself a favor this Christmas and get rid of X. This is Brandon signing off, reminding you as always that theology is for everyone, so keep on studying.